Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Real shit day yesterday. Uh, was in a real weak place mentally. Uh, struggled most of the day. Just wanted off the oars. Wanted to give up. Wanted to um, go to bed. Just wanted to stop. Wanted just, you know, I was um, basically thinking about things um, that were out of my control, and it was it was weakening me. Day one, <sighs> tough going. I think the minute you stand still is the minute you're dead. Day two, um, 48 hours done now. Uh, three full days down, 72 hours in. Four full days in. Doesn't matter, just keep driving forward. Day five, uh, our five days done. Maybe it's been bred into me, but I've always had a, a curiosity to, to explore the world. Day 56, eight weeks done and dusted. Mood is good, spirits are high. Day 43, done and dusted. Day 32, done and dusted. Anything and everything is, is achievable. Yeah, this is going to be fucking epic, man. This is only 24 hours in, and um, yeah, it's tough. My name is Damien Brown, and welcome to Deep Roots. My whole adult life has been a focused effort to improve my capacities to perform it's been a obsession to get better it's been a desperation i i have just had this burning unstoppable fuel to get better as a human and it all stemmed from a decision i made as a 17 year old to get fit and then the action i took from that was to go up to Norwegians and to run laps. That decision came from some pain-inducing questions I asked myself. And all of this was wrapped up in something incredibly important to me, incredibly meaningful and incredibly valuable, which was rugby. I just loved this sport. From the first training session where I got a trailing boot into the face it lit up my life it was just everything about it was you know it was me the confrontation the challenge the um, competition the physical collisions the the striving the reliability I've been part of a team and the responsibilities in that I just loved it and it was having something like that finding something like that in your life is this fuel and that fuel led me to take responsibility for my life commit to getting fitter putting in the work and persevering through the work and that just was a a moment of rewiring and then I started to layer that action I kept doing it I kept doing it and the feeling was always the rewards were always reinforced I just simply I felt fucking good sometimes I felt absolutely amazing I felt great from the 
action, the training or whatever I was doing to make myself better. And over years and years and years, I would say that fuel uh, or the rewards of that maybe even became greater than the fuel of rugby. It nearly became more important to me to maximize my potential as a human. And because I came through rugby, the way I'd learned was through this body first um, method, you know, by placing my body in uh, stressful states and, and learning from that. So that was never going to change, you know, that was, that was what I knew, that was what I had become good at, that was what I was kind of fashioning and searing and molding and kind of sculpting my body and my mind through those actions and learning on a physical level, on a mental level and an emotional level and it was that was where I was expanding and the more I expanded, the better I felt. So I was always going to continue with that body first uh, method post rugby. Uh, and, and I, you know, I, as I mentioned before, um, it was the perfect fit adventures, you know, cause I had this curiosity and I loved to travel and I loved the world. So for me, it it wasn't even a, what am I going to do next? It's just like that was calling me. That's where I was going to go. And in a way, I was so excited about starting that chapter. And the great thing, believe it or not, about uh, leaving rugby and going into that is that is now I had full responsibility for all my own training. And this was something I kind of craved in a way in rugby because you know, although you're, you're very well resourced and in some, in some cases, in some clubs in particular at Leinster in with world-class coaches and world-class systems and structures and facilities and equipment and standards, um, you're a little bit curtailed as well in that, like, it's not purely individualized. You kind of have to, you have to do some, types of training that are damaging I really did back then or I did anyway so uh, and then the game of rugby starts to beat you up and spit you out so you kind of you come out of it a bit broken and when your body is so important to you or when it's kind of almost overtaken the actual original avenue where you learn to push it and learn learn so much about yourself from the that desperation to get better you, you know, beating yourself up or, or continually stress negatively joints and systems. Um, it doesn't align with what's important to you. So you get that internal disconnect. And I was kind of looking forward to having full responsibility for my own training so I could do exactly what I knew was going to make me better. With that responsibility, with the fuel, of course, with the fuel of like things, trying to achieve things that I wanted to achieve in my life and that I felt were aligned with my... um, philosophies around life and my standards and my values um you have this unstoppable kind of concoction of elements that push you into places in your training that drive you to the edges of your physical capacity the edges of your mental capacity the edges of your emotional capacities and over sometimes because that's where you learn in those moments be it you achieve you succeed or you fail but you learn nonetheless because you have that concoction you have the meaning you've taken the responsibility and the key you've committed So even when you do fail in those edges of your capacity, even when you are not successful in whatever that may you're trying to be, trying to achieve in your training, 
you will analyze it brutally and honestly because the fuel has so much meaning you will find a way back to that moment you will hold yourself accountable you will drag yourself up you will will yourself up back to that moment and you'll overcome it and you'll do that again and again and again and sometimes you'll fail again but you'll do the exact same thing because what you're striving for is so big it's so important to you that you just find the way and in all those moments over 23 years but particularly in the last kind of five since I've been you know programming all my own stuff putting together my own frameworks and having to think deeply about what I need to do to get better and having to find solutions when I fail or when I make mistakes or when the feedback is negative from my striving from my training and I try and work it out I've been able to put um, words, been able to articulate the actions that had come previous to that, which I, when I, I wasn't able to um, explain it, but now I can. And in this video you're about to hear on day 39, I think was the day I firstly articulated and was able to see the packaging for the four controllables have a listen day 39 welcome back to deep roots here we go day 39 done and dusted um real shit day yesterday um I uh, was in a real weak place mentally, uh, struggled most of the day, just wanted off the oars, wanted to give up, wanted to um, go to bed, just wanted to stop, wanted to just, you know, I was um, basically thinking about things um, that were out of my control and it was, it was weakening me. Um, you know, examples would be, you know, what other boats are doing, what people are doing um, at home to come out here to see me, um, what uh, people think of what I'm doing, um, uh, when I'm going to finish, things that are literally none of my business and things that uh, um, I have no control over. So, um, so I... Um, yeah, I obviously was aware of this. Um, a strange one because, you know, I, I'm well aware of all the psychologies behind it, but it still seeps in there, you know. It's it's a, it's a sneaky little bastard, you know. Those negative thoughts, they seep in there, and, uh, and before you know it, you're in, you're in a bad place, and, and, you know, you've dropped off miles on the oars. So, um, so with the awareness came um, a bit of analysis and then I just I realised what was happening and, and I I uh, reset so yeah just concentrated on the things I could control like you know seeing what my breath was doing what was my self talk like was it positive um, what was my body position like in the rowing position and uh, and what was my or my strokes like on the oars and what was my effort like and uh and then I ground out um, three different, uh, there was three different times, there was a 20 minute block around uh, the evening time where I just went for it for 20 minutes and just, I didn't stop for 20 minutes. Uh, um, you know, it's not something you should probably do on an ocean, but I just wanted to put in that effort, um, uh, you know, and, and almost uh, get back to an unbreakable mindset, you know, so just tear into it for 20 minutes and keep telling myself that you know I'm unbreakable and unstoppable and all that uh, then the second one was between midnight and one o'clock you know where I could have climbed into bed and just said fuck it you know I've lost all those miles because I was messing around with the seating and trying to get comfortable because I have all these sores on my arse and I was but no, I said, fuck it, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna keep working. And then uh, I did an hour there and then went to sleep for a couple of hours and then got back up again at three and did an hour from three to four. 
um, which was great. You know, they were they were hard. Like I was tired. I want just want didn't want to be there. Didn't want to do it. But I kept telling myself I have to do it. And then I got up again at eight. And uh, you know, a day where it looked like I was probably only going to get thirty miles, I ground out thirty nine, and I was fucking delighted with it. Because this morning, then I, I tore into between eight and one. You know, before the the, the change of days. Uh, tore into it again positively and uh, yeah uh, got 39 and we were about 10 minutes off a 40 mile day so so um, in that period you know so um, you know when it, when it would have been easier just to fucking roll over and stick my arse in the air I didn't do it um, and um, I think that's what this uh, uh, that's you know what expeditions like this are made of you know on those days it's grand whenever it's in control and hunky dory but it's when when it's not you know when uh, when you have to knuckle down uh, when you don't want to when when you have to take when you take the hard option or the easy option I suppose that's the that's the crux of it all so I'm up sitting here on a 39 mile day when normally I'd be a bit pissed off I'm fucking delighted um, so uh, yeah that's it for day 39 we turned around thankfully bring on 40 cheers and so it was on day 39 of my Atlantic crossing that the four controllables was, in a way, was born. Even though the actions of the four controllables I had been doing for, you know, years in some cases. But it was the, the 39 days, the accumulated fatigue and pain and discomfort and isolation and, and challenge that gave me the clarity on there is four things I can concentrate on at any time during a physical endeavor that when I do it makes things easier it makes it easier because they are within my control so a good way to describe it would be it is a redirection of concentration and what I've noticed over the years is when I'm concentrating on something outside of my control I'm in a you may describe as a heavy dark negative chaotic frustrated agitated you know the list is long state but when I redirect my mind and my concentration to something within my control no matter the state no matter the physical duress no matter the pain and discomfort my state changes it becomes neutralized depressurized and those four things are in this order there there is a hierarchy for a reason and i'll get into that they are the position and the technique of whatever you're doing so that is the body position and uh the technical the perfect technical form of whatever you're doing second one is the effort you are putting through your body uh, the third one is breath and the fourth one is self-talk and they are always within your control no matter the state you find yourself in you have the power of choice to redirect your mind to one of those things and when you do that as i said it's a state changer for or in a positive fashion those things bring you back by concentrating on them those four things they bring you back to the present moment so you're literally controlling the moment you are living and that is the key to them so if we take this endeavor as the example and i'll run through the list here of how i how i um what I would have been feeling, how I would have gone through it, and how I would have reverted or reset my mind. So the body position and technique of what I was doing. So that is as simple as a body scan in mindfulness, but just now you are doing it through motion. So while I am, which may actually be easier if you think about it, but while I am rowing, I am focusing on a specific body part, be it a joint or be it a muscle or be it a, um, a region like hips, lower back connection, right? And then I am linking in with that 
or building a connection with that joint or that muscle by concentrating on it, trying to feel it, trying to recognize my ankle joint moving in the pattern it should be moving in the uh, foot pad or trying to recognize uh, my hip flexor pulling me out of the the final drive position back into the catch or trying to recognize um, a specific part of my quad as I am absorbing into the catch getting ready to power out there's there's loads of things you do and I'll come into the the actual process the method of that in a second and how you can link into those things even though you are in in some cases not in this case of rowing a, an ocean but I can if I think about in much more intense um situations or competition or training sessions you know when it's your mind is chaos um it's harder than to um uh, it's harder than to do the the reset or the redirect because of that uh chaos so there's there's a process to make that um to latch on to that anchor uh, a little bit better which i'll get to anyway so position and body uh, body position and technique of whatever you're doing so that can be as you know uh, like this uh, rowing rowing an ocean in this case or it can be um, cycling or it can be anything walking down the street it can be sitting it doesn't matter if you ever find yourself um, in a stress state and you recognize it through self-awareness and then you're looking for a way to redirect it uh, true concentration well this is a great one because it brings you back that concentrated state on something within your control brings you back to the present moment where you cannot be stressed you cannot be anxious you can just be present controlling that moment you know there's a million there's a million billion ways to um to cue that up and they can be quite they might be quite personal or individual um or just general enough ones i could share with you but like i say that because there's millions of body parts or well i don't know if there's millions but there's millions of cells but definitely there's um plenty of body parts to be able to concentrate on and link on to um in in terms of uh the body position of what you're doing here and then you've the um the technique as well which is quite similar so um you're just trying to focus on the perfect technique of what you're doing and that is an extension of the body position because to have perfect technique you need to be striving for perfect body position so i'm thinking things like you know long spine chest up if i'm rowing or even if i'm even some of i'm cycling you're looking for that um powerful body position the most powerful one you can find and even that striving to find that just brings you back to the present moment you know that because you're getting that feedback through the oars or through your legs or through your um your body is telling you this is the most powerful position and that's what you're looking for right to be back in that concentrated on something within your control moment so that's body body position and technique the second one is effort so um focusing your concentration on how much effort you are putting through a body part so there's a reason why body position and technique is number one because it's kind of well personally it's something i go to like 70 percent of the time um but um it has to be perfectly aligned for you to be as efficient with your energy you know that pattern of body position and technique um and then when you are uh, concentrating on effort you're going to feel a much uh, better you're going to get a a better feedback internally from that body position and technique with the effort put through it so i'm thinking here some things like some cues would be um you know focusing on powering through my quad or powering away from the bulkhead in this case if i was you know if i was um absorbing into the catch i'd be thinking about you know winding up in that and then focusing on like my hips or one of my quads or one of my legs and putting as much power uh, through that as i could for the you know the obviously the endeavor i was trying to do uh like what I, what I mean by that is not a maximum <laughs> effort but it's you know it's decent and it's sustainable over a long period of time and when you bring what you'll notice is is when you bring your um uh 
awareness to that working um, muscle, it was underworking beforehand, which is in itself one of the scariest thoughts in the world that like... um, when we're in that state, when we're not fully concentrated on that one body part, um, that it is underworking. And that's kind of our innate laziness of our body. You know, it takes us our self-awareness and um, to uh, focus in and then the concentrated effort and self-discipline to put power through that. And then you can always do that more. And believe me, although it might be as hard as you can, hard to imagine, you even in your most fatigued states, even when you think you don't have another ounce of power energy to put through a a machine or the road or a mountain or an ore handle or whatever it may be in your sport or, you know, in in your life, when you bring your self-awareness there, when you bring your awareness to the uh, body part or a a singular body part and then the concentration there um, to put more effort through it, you will always be able to um, produce more effort. Um, I think I've mentioned that before on here in terms of um, 2K tests in in um, a competition like that. You know, it's hard to believe in those moments if somebody told you <laughs> that you can actually do more than you're doing. It's hard to believe, but when you, if you have the strength and the practice. Um, to bring your concentration to a singular point or body part or joint um, and focus your effort through it you you can always put a little bit more power through um, yourself and through whatever machine or road or whatever again the the endeavor is and the exercise is or the the movement is that you're you're doing and yeah it's equally um, scary and kind of um, empowering at the same time so effort's the second one breath is the third one what is my breath doing um, is it in a stress state a mouth mouth can I revert to nasal mouth your breath is always within your control again it just takes self-awareness and concentration no matter again the state you're in uh, and concentrating on down to the finest detail of the function of your breath or willing yourself to be able to calm it even when I'm even when you're in extreme states of um, fatigue I have had some of the most spiritual moments in my life when I've had the power and the focus or the self-awareness and the concentration to be able to will myself to relax during maximal efforts on the erg so I remember in particular one 800 meter interval I think we were doing eight 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 hundreds and uh, the second and the third rep are always the hardest because the way I train is is um, I metric so I have metrics and I have targets for every session to push myself and I my first rep obviously if you're doing eight eight hundreds and you have a target your first rep is always going to be the target you have a big rest leading into it from some earlier even more in kind of uh, speed intervals uh, to uh, fire the nervous system and get some uh, volume in in that speed so you're well primed and then it's about big rest then huge effort like maximal effort for your 800 but then it's reps two and three that are fucking horrible because there is also targets for them okay lesser targets but they're to hold you accountable um and in i remember one in particular i'm not sure if it's the second i think it was the second rep or the third rep and I was holding a really strong split, um, like a 125 or 6. And I remember having this moment where, you know, like when you're, ho- when you're in that, when you're, as you, if anyone trains on an erg, you'll know that that is a chaotic fucking, in particular second rep like this, in this format, it is fucking horrendous. It is horrible. It is... The, the lactic acid, the pain, the quit, the doubt, the suffering. Like, I mean, it's just, it is, 
every cell in your body wants out, wants you to stop. And I was able, while going through that, to tell myself to relax. And I remember just saying that to myself, just relax, 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 relax. And somehow, despite all that physical and mental um, duress that I was going through, I went into this state of relaxation. Um, or yeah, relaxation and calmness. Like, so just by willing myself, by saying that to myself, I was like, it wasn't, it was just like that, having that kind of awareness to say that to myself in that state. And then for it to actually like to near to work, I suppose is a good way. I remember because I kept those splits, like I kept those 127s, like I was, it was fucking phenomenal. I was keeping these powerful, like, you know, wattages uh, at that kind of level. And um, I was, I was in this like kind of almost blissful state after willing myself into it, just telling myself I was going to relax. Um, and that was just like blew my mind. Um and I, I've hit it a few times since. It's it's rare. It's so fucking rare. I would say probably two or three times since I've had something similar. Um, I do have a, a step in my uh, uh, framework around that now where I try and have a concentrate, like an awareness, a pre-prepared awareness around that and concentration. But uh, it doesn't always work because the, the fucking chaos is so chaotic. <laughs> Uh, the stress is so uh, intense during those intervals. It's, it's hard to bring your mind there. But um, I started this talking about breath. Yeah, but you're, you you have that capacity to control your breath no matter what the, um, the stress, the situation. It's just, again, two-step process, being aware of what your breath's doing and then choosing a concentration to bring it, um, choosing to concentrate on the function. And there's, diff- there's a couple of different ways to do that through cues and questionings. Um, and then um, just reverting then, I like to think of it as you're going to be in, in a state like that that I just described, it's going to be mouth to mouth because it's such a stress state, your body's in such a stress state. If you're not, well, guess what? You don't know how to push yourself. It's as simple as that. Uh, and then it's just about as quickly as you can um, reverting back to uh, a nasal inhale and a mouth exhale. And then once you have that under control, um, the you know, be always striving to control that as much as you can, uh, like um, taking in as much air and, and expelling as much air out of your lungs. And then it's about n- and bringing it to nasal, nasal. So any of those concentrations, any of those things, just having the intention to uh, calm your breathing the tiniest bit brings you back to that present moment as uh, sorry brings you back into something under control which brings you back to the present moment where you know it's this neutralized state and then the last one is the, your self-talk again that is always within your control um i have that at the bottom of the list because it's when you have to rely on that is probably in your most desperate states of um of doubt of quit of uh chaos um and uh the great thing about self-talk is that all the other ones are what i call like depressurizers or neutralizers of time and the pressures of time over you um but uh self-talk can actually be um it can be positive on you on your state it can it can um induce uh, emotion and emotion is energy again it's a choice so what am I saying to myself at any time in my life I'm having a conversation most of the time I'm not aware of it sometimes I am aware of it in this case when I become aware of it what is it is it positive is it negative and if it is negative I can change that that's within my control and um by inducing or by having uh, certain sayings like affirmations um, that you use, they can be powerful inducers of um, emotion into your self-talk, which can actually have a, obviously can have a um, more than a neutralizing effect. It can actually put you on the other side of the kind of 
mid-ground of the spectrum into a, a much a stronger place by using emotion by po- using positive emotion so those are the, the f- those are the the four things and since that since that um that day 39 you know i've uh so obviously had a you know it was the it was the space and the um lack of stimulus and the pain and the suffering and the solitude and the um that 11 hours a day or 10 11 hours a day of sitting down on fucking pressure sores and sea sores and the discomfort of that and what that does the way that's constantly that constant discomfort chipping away at your mind and then you're just trying to uh, neutralize that bring yourself back into a um a positive mindset and you do i i found that in the in these days i found these four things finally i i was doing them before but i i didn't recognize them as clearly until that moment or the, the few days running up to this um and and now you know i've expanded that a method uh, much deeper in terms of um making it better you know being uh, a stronger process so now i talk about pre-preparing like the steps to the four controllables and pre-preparing your awareness um and having uh, cues or questions around some of the controllables that um you are going to anchor off much quickly during the chaos because you have thought about them uh, beforehand before the session like 10 15 20 minutes beforehand you've you've brought them to the front of your awareness so then you take that um you diminish the percentage of yourself missing that in your awareness uh, and you great greaten or increase the percentage of you anchoring off that um, anchoring that self-awareness to, to recognize your state and then to change it with the cues and the questions which uh, so that's the second part then it's um, having cues or questions around um, each controllable so again they um they are personal but they link in they link in that concentration uh, much uh, more efficiently no matter what state you're in um so again you it doesn't you know you don't fail or you have more of a chance of uh, dialing it in and getting through that moment because remember these moments are they're fucking hell like you know so you're pushing yourself there pushing yourself pushing yourself and you're striving to be better and you're striving to um increase your capacities and push past your edges this isn't fucking disneyland like this is fucking hell on earth and you're going there time and again and sometimes you're going to fail and when you fail you realize that hang on what was i thinking about in that moment oh fuck i was thinking about how many reps were left i was outcome orientated that's not within my control what's within my control well my breath my self-talk my um my effort my body position technique so then you you the solution to that is then will you um you build in um those cues and questions so questioning is you know what am i asking myself in that moment where i recognize that i am under serious stress and in negative place and then if you the quality of the questions we ask ourselves in life have a huge factor on how we um what we get out of it what we make of it and asking yourself the right questions in those moments of fucking madness of chaos and internal chaos the physical pain the of lactic acid and the doubt that comes with the uh, that and not being present and then just bringing yourself back with a questioning can i calm my breathing just a fraction just a fraction can i put an ounce more effort into my grip can i push my scaps together a tiny bit more on the catch or in the squat on the descent can i absorb a little bit more energy right through my quads and my glutes on the squat whatever it is whatever you're doing those cues and questionings give you more of a chance of getting through those fucking moments 
um, and then at the end uh, the the third step is then just reflection you know it's when when you're pushing into those places and you're peaking your training there there's a lot of shit comes up <laughs> a lot of fucking a lot of great shit um, and it's a bank of information we I don't want to lose any of it and some of it can be quite random and some some of the kind of clarity that comes in those moments is fucking so important and so empowering so I want to get it down on a piece of paper as, as early as I can and it's so regrettable like if you if you forget or you forget what came up and you're like you had this insight about yourself maybe about a weakness um in that moment that if you train a different way or if you in in uh ingrain or sorry uh, input a certain process into your training it'll make you better and I, I need to get that down straight away so that's why we have that kind of self reflection piece which is a bit like journaling you know but you're um you're obviously journaling about that specific experience uh, um, and using that information that comes up to try and get better and sometimes it'd be just quite random stuff but I still want to get it down because it's information and you never know when that information can bank up over time another experience six months down the line it correlates with it and another one two years later correlates and before you know it you have three three bits of information which start to form a pattern and maybe you can use that somewhere so so that's the process of the four controllables and on day 39 um yeah it was the day where like the fog lifted and i saw clearly what i was doing and i i mentioned that video i also mentioned about then after that like having kind of reset that i had three periods of uh, effort throughout the day and night and that first one actually stands out to me because it, and that first one actually stands out to me because it's I'm taking on something here that's forecast between 50 to 90 days for a solo and that's a long period of time and um, to get across that it's just about consistent low level sustainable effort right so uh at this moment what i found though is that with that knowledge you almost put bars around yourself you almost enclose yourself in that outlook that i can just continue at this pace you know i can't do any more and i was like you know no fuck that man fuck that I am going to fucking I'm buzzing now I've reset I have a different outlook different perspective I'm going to fucking tear into some row here do you know what I'm going to do I'm going to row flat out as hard as I can for 20 minutes I'm just going to forget about the outcome here forget I have thousands of miles whatever I had at that point over a thousand miles to go I, I don't care I'm just going to go for it because I, I wanted the energy that would come I had the emotion to go in it, but I also wanted that that shift that would come from doing like that, from going back to that point. Instead of being submissive, I was, fuck that. No, I'm in charge here, man. I'm in charge of my own fucking destiny. If I want to fucking roll flat out for 20 fucking minutes, I'm going to do it. And that's what I did. I put down the power for 20 minutes and just kept telling myself, as I said in that video, uh, I am unbreakable. I am unbreakable. I am unbreakable. And, you know, all that, that combination of the energy that I was uh, outputting and uh, the words, the self-talk I was saying to myself um, and uh, the movement and the more aggressiveness uh, in me, uh, you know, it's just it was just a state changer so much so that I rode um uh, twice more throughout the night like getting up at three in the morning to row as I said in the video it's fucking difficult but um, it is when I did it when I had that self-discipline to do it you know I felt fucking great like I felt great like I mean I only got the 39 miles which is below my target for each day but because I was so disciplined and my standards were so high throughout that day and I didn't give up and I did the hard yards oh, I was buzzing by the end of the day like they were there was a that was such those moments were so important in the larger scheme of things instead of being fucking submissive and victim and you know letting the 
constant fucking beating from the ocean, the constant sweeping of my legs every time I felt I got a foothold, the constant fucking battering on my body, the constant fucking discomfort in my arse reverberating up through me. I was like, no, I'm taking back the fucking power here. Now fuck you. I'm in charge. I can think about this any way I want and I can do anything I want out here because I have that power. Um, and I buzzed into the end of the day, even even with only 39 miles into day 40. Hi guys, uh, day, uh, day 40, done and dusted uh, in the bag. Um, what's to say about the last 24 hours? Um, yeah, just continuing, continuing to kind of um, to battle with this um, outcome over um, process. Uh, I, d I don't know if it's just um, because I'm on my own and in my own head for 24 hours a day, basically. You know, um, I'd love a little switch where I could just switch my brain off and just roll, like, almost like a robot for uh, for a few hours from time to time. But uh, um, yeah, no, it's just been, uh, it's just fighting against the, the um, temptation or the uh, impulses, the easy impulses to just fall back into those um, outcome-orientated uh, goals and that, you know, um, or if and when they do come up is um, being a bit, uh, delving into them a little bit and trying to find a little bit of nonsense in them, you know, uh, analysing them a little bit, which... Uh, which is which is good, like, cause you know I'm not in a race here with anyone, you know, so it doesn't matter if I finish in in 63, 64, or 164 days as long as I finish. So, um, so putting myself under pressure to to finish in 63 or 64 or whatever it is um, is is nonsensical, really. Uh, apart from that, uh, I saw a pod of dolphins last night, which was really cool. Um, they're they seemed real playful. I was just kind of you know you're cracking into your last session before sunset and uh um and you just hear the noise of the the dolphins um breeding uh, when they you know when they come to the surface for air and then uh they were seemed to be playing in the waves that was the impression i got anyway um at the top of waves you could see them kind of almost surfing the waves which was really cool and then one of them breached uh i don't know and they were kind of going under the boat and oh man it's such a it's exactly what I wanted from 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 being out here, you know, to to experience the the wild um, the wild nature, like uh, in in its kind of um, far from far from society, far from um, you know um, man-made um, culture, I suppose, or man-made stuff. So uh, yeah, it was real. Uh, I was really really happy and full of joy that moment so it was really cool um, and uh, yeah just uh, you know cracking into the 40s now hopefully the days go as quick as they did in the 30s uh, well no no let's not wish away anyone's life but uh, um, let's hope uh, you know I enjoy it and um, yeah just keep working alright natural habitat was the was the words I was looking for, I believe. <laughs> I just couldn't find them. Um, this was one of my highlights of the whole crossing. So I'll set the scene here a little bit. It was, it was at that difficult time at night where the sun was setting and you were facing down another few hours of the darkness of rowing. Um, so it, it, it was always a kind of, like the sun had become so important to me, like I talked about in a previous episodes, like I was just drinking in those rays, they were like feeding me. Um, so when it was disappearing for another kind of whatever it was, 10 hours or so it was it was it was a low point and then I was just finishing I think was I finishing or facing into I can't remember now off the top of my head but I was um I remember that kind of block of two hours if, if I was finishing fish finishing it or 
facing into it was always difficult like so it was the probably the five to seven I think that was where I was at at that stage five to seven um so I'd say I was probably finishing the five to seven and the sun was setting or or nearly gone and it's it was low and obviously I was the sores at this point were um were really 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 uh, having an effect you know a demoralizing effect so so you're feeling quite sorry for yourself, uh, just in that kind of, it's almost like a default state at that stage. And um, and I heard that noise and, you know, as I explained in previous episodes, you're like fucking hyper aware. So you're like, what, what, what was that? <laughs> and you're on it like a shot. And, uh, and then I just saw like fucking dorsal fins everywhere. Um, and uh, dolphins like skirting underneath the boat out the fr- then I got up and there was two of them out the front of the boat like literally leading it and then um, so on my they were all nearly on my right hand side um, and they were uh, one of them breached as I said and then there was like you could see them in the waves like when there was no there weren't big waves at this point but you could see them like surfing down the waves you know and it just I'd, like what it seemed to me was like they were just playing like they were just having fun and their noises replicated that the noises they were making and what it did to my mood like I went from like you know um, this kind of low level um, down in the dumps kind of guy like just plodding along grinding away you know, to boom, like I was just so like full of like happiness and joy. It was like almost like their energy uh, tr- uh, kind of transmuted into me. Like I was just, oh, <laughs> I, I, it was, I was so transfixed that um, it was only right at the very end I had the wherewithal to grab my phone and try and get a video of them um but unfortunately like all i got was the last remnants of a a dorsal fin out the front of the boat and then i never saw them again and i was like oh but it was just it put me in such a an amazing kind of mood and and vibrancy for the the rest of the night it was just it was so cool like i mean as i said in that um that video or that audio of the video it's i had kind of hopes and dreams around that of of experiencing um you know the the beauty of mother nature be it like whales and dolphins and sea turtles um and whatever else was going to come my way out there and and i got it i got it here and i got it before um and uh you know i've i've talk to people who haven't seen a thing apart from birds on the crossing so that was like a fear nearly that a, you know it would have been a disappointment um if I had crossed and, and not had those experiences like because that's kind of why I I love to travel I love to like see um I just love to have all these experiences and and this being such an important thing to me I kind of wanted everything combined in it I was greedy for all the experience you know um and uh, and this moment was yeah, it was just it was so cool it was so just to see even the effect it had on me and, and how happy it made me and you know to to kind of witness you know that like incredibly intelligent animal just having fun around me like you know surfing down waves breaching in and out and underneath the boats I don't know how many of them was I'm going to say there was between uh, 12 and maybe 18 of them two of them literally out the front like they were you know leading the boat like you know (laughs) just that that picture in particular uh stands out in my head of the two dorsal fins like either side almost like a you know an escort when you see like dignitaries or um sports teams on the way to um big games to get this police escort that's what it was like (laughs) oh so cool and i i think that might be a nice point to leave it at today
if I if I'm been honest, I had hoped to get another day in. I thought I would. Uh, I've actually have on the screen here in front of me. I have videos from day thirty nine to day forty two, but <laughs> there is ain't no way on this uh, this episode will be about an hour and a half long if we go to day forty two. So we'll uh, I'll call it a day today, and we'll come back to the story um, next week. I, I really hope you're enjoying it. Uh, things are getting, uh, believe me, things are getting really interesting over the next, <laughs> whatever, three weeks um, of uh, of life on the ocean. So, um, yeah, you guys are in for uh, a few a few more ups and downs um, in the next uh, in the next few episodes. So, uh, yeah, I hope it's been uh, hope. Uh, like I said, as always, hope you're getting something from it and uh, and enjoying it at the same time. So as always, the same the same kind of outro as usual. If uh, yeah, if you could do us a do us a solid and uh, subscribe, follow, rate the show, uh, give it a little review. I think that's huge. Um, I was looking the other day, and, and there's there's three or four on Apple. So I'd love you know, I'm a big believer in tiny steps. So if, if one of you could make that five or six. Um, that's a couple of steps forward and, and that's that's enough if we if we keep making tiny little steps forward in our lives um, you know one day you look back and you go fuck me come a long way uh, it's just about those those daily steps so uh, yeah that'd be great and it'd be much appreciated sincerely appreciated uh, questions yeah I'm still pretty backed up with the questions so um, I might leave it another couple of weeks uh, before I do a um, a shout for some more questions but uh, if you have a burning question that you need to get to me feel free I would say the best place as usual is at Stock at A-U-L-D underscore stock on uh, Instagram um, or the Deep Roots podcast page on Instagram that's another good place um, that's where they normally come in our Facebook on, on, on Damien Brown on Facebook so yeah that'd be great and then uh, lastly um, if you want to read if you you know, for the kind of longevity of the show and the future of the show, um, and if you're getting something from it and believe in the message of not, not believe in the message, but I don't know, you see something in the message, you see what I'm trying to do here on a kind of on a broader scale. Um, you can support the show by becoming a um, a patron of it on Patreon. So for like three euro um, a month. Uh, what's that? Uh, I've said it before. It's kind of like a uh, overpriced flat white. <laughs> um, you can uh, not only support the show, but you get some um, bonus extras there. So after this, now I'm going to do a reflection piece on this, uh, um, a video reflection piece, and then there's going to be um, a uh, Q&A, a patron's uh, live stream Q&A where you can actually come on screen and ask me some questions if uh, if you would like, which is pretty cool um, at the um, um, every month. And then there's another tier, which I can always add. There's another value for you guys that I can always uh, forget. But um, And then what we plan to do with that is, you know, like I said, big plans for the show. Um, in the field stuff, you know, from these extreme corners of the world, I'm going to be sending Niall little... Um, dispatches and then there'll be um, a special um, a dispatch patrons a dispatch from these places and I understand that's um, that's well off like but at the same time um, yeah there's you know your support will be massive and much appreciated from now and uh, um, and yeah become a patron of the show so that's it for this week guys thanks a lot for listening and uh, keep striving for more from yourselves. Cheers. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.